Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, SportsGov, coming to you in a couple minutes live from Minnesota, baby. Lots to get into. And remembering our main man, Kirby Puckett, tonight. I'll be right back with you in a couple minutes. Sports done right.
Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What is going on, everyone? Glad to have you back. Glad to be back, everybody. I got to tell you something, man. We are live and direct from the patio. Excuse me, the patio on a picture perfect summer's evening in the great state of Minnesota. You got to love it. Give it up. Give it up. Doesn't happen often enough. Greetings from the sports governor of Minnesota. Shouts out early one. First one in the mix. Bama boy out there representing the Alabama Crimson Tide, even though he lives down in Florida. But what up to you, sir? Uh, Nice looking fish, by the way. Uh, Bama boy is an esteemed fisherman. So he definitely fit in up north here. But anyway, folks, Vince Wright Sports done right. We are back Tuesday night edition live. We got people already on the Twitter sphere. We got the Spreaker.com chat room. If you go to Spreaker.com and follow the show, that's Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, my last name, or just search Vince Wright. You'll find it. Follow us. Set up a very quick account. Literally takes a minute. Then you can get into the chat room, the Spreaker.com chat room, as I like to call it, and let your feelings be known. Also, you can call the show at 651-968-0124. Again, that's 651-968-0124 is the call-in number. We got that in the chat room as well. And... What can I say, man? The title of the show, and Bama's referred to it in the chat room already, Kirby killed my Braves, he says. Yes, he did. Remembering the greatest twin of them all, Kirby Puckett, the one and only. In center field, number 34, Kirby! He was the baddest. He was the baddest. Um, the greatest Minnesota Minnesota twin ever. My favorite player of all time. Him and Reggie Jackson are, I suppose, are tied on my list of favorite players for me growing up. And we're going to get into it. We're going to, you know, in the first segment, we're going to talk about the good, the playing career, the rise of Kirby Puckett to... Uh, not only, <clears throat> excuse me, scratchy voice here. Got to grab some water here. Uh, not only the rise, as I said, of, of one Kirby Puckett from the Robert Taylor projects of the South side of Chicago to national hero, arguably international hero to arguably, I mean, right up there with Prince, the most popular Minnesotan besides, well, I should say Prince and myself, the sports governor, of course. I mean, come on now. 
But we'll talk about the love that the fans had for him here in Minnesota. We're going to talk about what he did on the field, the batting championships, the rings, uh, what those rings really meant to the fans of Minnesota because, you know, we haven't won anything since outside of the Minnesota Lynx. So I'm referring to those those major sports. And I know some people hate when I say that, but that's what I'm referring to. So we're going to get into the good, the bad, and everything in between with Kirby Puckett tonight. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals a little bit, the referees, what happens to LeBron. Also, we got the Washington Capitals on the verge, the great eight Alex Ovechkin on the verge of finally claiming a ring. And also, for the first time ever, it seems like the, the Vegas Golden Knights are, are obviously they're, they're one game away from elimination. Perilous times, and this is something they've never had to face. So we'll touch briefly on the NHL Finals. We got some gopher news to get into tonight. We got some funky music for you tonight as well. And I got the monitors blazing. I got the set TV going. Um, again, if you have not looked in the set TV, SET TV, you got to get it. $20 a month, you know, roughly about 500 channels. Most of them are in HD quality. And for sports fans, you get all the sports packages. So right now I'm flipping through the MLB package. Uh, I got the Mets game up here, you know, just flipping around as we do the show. Um, trying to see all the games that are on here. But, you know, you got that, you got basketball, you got football. All the sports packages are included. All the movie channels included. HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. I mean, it's incredible. So check it out, SET, Set TV. Give it a shout out. So anyway, folks, again, thank you guys so much. We did not do a show last week, as you remember. So we are back in full force, ready to get at it tonight. Um what else do we got going on here? Oh, we got some go for football news. Um, guess uh, we're going to talk about not necessarily believing the hype. Um, as a public enemy used to saying back in the day. Because uh, Gophers, uh, let's just say a top transfer has already skipped out and may have been exposed, so. Uh, we will de- definitely get into that as well. Um, what else we got going on here in the great state of Minnesota? Minnesota Twins, they were down 4 nothing already to the White Sox. And uh, the second game, they won the first game. So second game of a doubleheader there. Uh, got the monitors here. Toronto's up on the Yankees. Got that game going from Sky Dome. And... A few other things that we will touch on here. We're not really going to worry so much about the Vikings news. Um, I guess they're they're trying to say that some you know one of the new kickers is is pushing uh um you know the Vikings starting kicker out there. But you know there's so much time for football, and we will touch on to that a little later on. And also the Timberwolves, we will definitely be keeping our eye on as well. So. Um, with that being said, I wish you all, um, again, set up an account on Spreaker.com. And also follow me on Twitter. Let's give that out before we get started. The social media 
Instagram, we're Sports Done Right. Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. And on Twitter, the big, excuse me, the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. So make sure you come on down and check me out. I want to say what up, as always, through Twitter. Big Mike out there in Ian Prairie listening to us. Mike, I appreciate you, man. Make sure you got to call in sometime, bro. You're out there in Neen Prairie. You're always hitting us up in uh, in Twitterville here, as I like to say. Um, there's Look at that right on time. There's uh, Sarah out in Circle Pines. We got Amy over in Hudson, Wisconsin listening. Thank you, Amy, for dropping in. We got Bill. Bill down there in Wabasha, Minnesota on the mighty Mississippi listening to the Sports Gov as well. We said shout out to Bama Boy in the Spreaker.com chat room as well. So... Um, let's get to it here, man. Um, Golden Gophers. And, you know, this goes back to don't believe the hype. Um, Vic Veramontes is out of here. He was the highly, actually highly ranked Juco quarterback out of California that, you know, had the, the golden locks, the old Johnny California look coming to Minnesota to save the day, be the, the quarterback of the future. And guess what? He is out of here transferring back to school in California. Not only that, he's going to be a linebacker as well. So question from the sports gov here and from the Gopher fans, if you can believe that, is what the hell happened here, PJ? Oh! What happened? I mean, to I mean, this is a big swing and a miss here. And you know, PJ, I like PJ. I have defended PJ on Twitter, and you know, I, I he's a different cat. I get that. You know the you know some people call that him uh, extra hyper. Just the way. He, look, he's a different breed, and he makes no bones about that. But this, I mean, to. Bring this guy in and, and the guy that, again, vaunted to be your your future quarterback here for the next two or three years. And he goes, and and from what it sounds like, you know, in the media and from people I know down there on campuses, he got exposed. He just wasn't all that good, apparently. And uh, that precipitated not only the transfer, but the change of positions. So he went from being the number one as Miguel Andahar hits his seventh home run for the Yankees just now. Yankees up 4-1 on Toronto. I mean, come on. So P.J. Fleck with a big swing and a miss on that. We'll we'll see what happens there, obviously. Now, the Gophers got a few, you know, four or five cats down there playing quarterback. So, I, you know, obviously this guy was just not as good, wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he looked good on film out there in California, you would think. Don't know what happened over there in Dinkytown, over there on the Gophers campus, but somebody uh, has a little explaining to do, man, because, again, that is a huge whiff. Uh, Gophers still a relatively young team. Um, the oh, the other thing regarding Gopher football, we'll just make this real quick as well. 
is Gopher Football Team has announced the games here, or excuse me, the uh, times for the football games. And guess what, Gopher fans? A lot of evening games to start out the season, man. So you're, if you're going to be out there with the Gov, Tailgate Nation out there, uh, Gov is in a new lot. I'm in, was it 5859, out right behind uh, Joe Maturi Arena or a plaza there, right behind Frat Row. You can find the Gov this year. But uh, the opening game against New Mexico State is a 6 p.m. start. That's a Thursday game. Saturday, September 8th against Fresno State. That is a 6.30 start. September 15th against Miami of Ohio, a 2.30 start. So, um, you know, the first uh, home games there, if you're in the tailgating like I am, that's going to be real nice. Real nice and hopefully, obviously, still in September. So we should... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, knocking on the wood. Have some decent weather there in the Twin Cities for Gopher football. All right. With that being said, do got to congratulate here. I know um, we got to give some love to the Gopher baseball team here who is really um, doing some big things there. So props to the Gophers baseball team. And 13th ranked in the nation on their way to the uh, Super Regional out in Corvallis, Oregon to take on the Oregon State Ducks, or Oregon State Beavers, excuse me. And for the first time since 1977, 44-13 are our beloved Gophers, who, by the way, just advanced from uh, playing at home here, beat UCLA um, to advance to the Super Regional. So the Gophers are in. They are 13th ranked nationally. I think Oregon State is fourth or fourth seeded nationally. Excuse me. So should be a very good game. And let's see if uh, some of this Northern baseball can finally make a dent here. Obviously hard to go when you're playing against the Southern teams where they can got the weather on their side and everything else, man. But um, again, props to Coach Anderson over there. Uh, go for baseball, man. Really doing big things. Want to give a shout out to the all tournament team here. Pitcher Max Meyer, shortstop. And of course, these are all of our Gophers. Shortstop Taryn Vavra, who, by the way, also won the tournament's most outstanding player as well. So good for him. Oh. Micah Coffey. Alex Boxwell in the outfield. And the DH Toby Hansen, all part of the tournament team. So congratulations. And let's just do this real quick. As I'm going to handle a quick station glitch. We're going to have a very quick commercial. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. 
Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. All right, folks, we are back. Got that little technical glitch fixed up there, so we are good to go. So, again, congratulations. Go for baseball. Hey, man, make a move, man. Do something. One of these northern teams got two. All right. What else do we have going on here? Getting the Sports Done Right podcast. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live and direct from Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities, where tonight, later on in the show, we're going to be remembering the one and only Kirby Puckett, um, talking about his uh, magnificent Hall of Fame career. And as a lot of athletes do, um, a different side, a bad side that a lot of Fans initially obviously had no idea what was going on with Kirby in his private life. And, you know, after the divorce and his wife, or excuse me, his ex-wife Tanya actually opened up and talked about the mistresses and the the violence and some of the other things that were going on and and actually befriending one of Kirby's mistresses of of all things as well. So a, a lot to get into there with a very complicated man. Um, you know, one of, um, you know, I, I would say arguably he is Minnesota's greatest athlete, you know, with the World Series rings. A lot of people talked about that. And that's, you know, it was me and a couple of friends that were sitting around talking about the good old days, Twins baseball, our world championships that they won in 91, in 87. Shout out to Cedric Galloway. In the Spreaker.com chat room joining us here on Sports Done Right. Appreciate you uh, stopping through, Cedric. We just got started here. And Cedric, by the way, representing all his uh, L.A. California teams. So, uh, again, appreciate that. Um, so, as I was saying here, you know, what got me going on the Kirby Puckett topic for tonight I was sitting around with some friends and we were just talking about those World Series teams and you know, in, in 84, when this roster kind of first came together, at least the key players, the Gary Gaetti's, Kirby Puckett, Kent Herbeck's, um, you know, you get Frank Viola on the pitching staff and and all these other things. And then later on in the, uh, in the 91 run, the Chuck Knobloch's, you know, Scott Erickson's of the world and, and all the key role players, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, you know, Steve Lombardozzi. Um, you know, I mean, it goes on and on, you know, Tim Laudner, you know, uh, the, the catcher on those teams. So we were talking about that and we were talking about how it did kind of start going south for Kirby after he was being by Dennis Erickson, um, hit in the face with the ball, uh, you know, probably caused the glaucoma that ended his career. But then all the stuff that happened after that, the sexual assault allegations from the incident at the Redstone restaurant here in suburban Minneapolis, uh, which actually a favorite restaurant of mine uh, when I do get that way. And then the article that, you know, we're going to talk about tonight from SI back in 03 as well. And that is the rise and fall of Kirby Puckett. So, you know, 
my Minnesota fans, especially the ones of my age, because we are now a generation kind of removed from those glory days. There are people, obviously Twins fans, that have never seen Kirby play, uh, this and that. But, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Call in 651-968-0124. Let me know what you're thinking, man. Let me know what you're thinking. Rhonda, love being black in the chat room. What's going on? And my wife, the Angie, the first lady, right, has joined us as well. Appreciate you showing some love, Rhonda. I know there's so many shows there on the uh, uh, on Spreaker.com and uh, XSquad.com uh, as well. XSquadAffiliates.com, um, the podcast family. So I appreciate all of you guys showing a little bit of love. I know the Barbershop Sports Podcast is... Uh, Probably starting to get close to wrap up. That's the show that kind of precedes me. And then later on, for all you adults out there, we got Tasty Talk Tuesdays. Uh, Make sure you follow them on Spreaker.com. Make sure you put the kids away. uh, Close the blinds. You know, one of those fine relationship shows. some, Some good music, things like that. So Angie says she is driving back to the executive mansion here in the Twin Cities. So... First lady in the motorcade should be home soon. Be safe out there as well. So, yeah, man, when we when we get back, we'll get into, um, well, actually, let's do this. Let me just touch on the NHL real quick here before we go to our first break. We've been, what are we, half hour in already? Caps are on the verge of uh, doing the ultimate, winning the Stanley Cup. I believe it would be their their first Stanley Cup. Washington, in in my humble opinion, always been a little underrated as a a hockey town. (laughs) The nicest angry black man is in in the joint, saying what up to me and the first lady. What up to you, ABM? Appreciate you stopping by, sir. Um... Mike says here on the Twitterverse, and this is Mike from Eden Prairie, um, I I did pick Vegas to win this thing, was hoping the Cinderella story would come true, but the great eight is, uh, is undeniable, and Washington is playing on all cylinders right now. And he kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, you know, this Vegas story was, it's unbelievable. Expansion team, Stanley Cup Finals, and they have lost three straight games. And actually, this is the first time, you know, they have never done that before, during their first season. They had never lost more than three straight games. So this is something new for them. They are down three games to one. They're on the verge of losing. And I think, let me let me speak on Vegas first. Or excuse me, let me speak on the Caps first. Then we'll speak on Vegas here. And then um, we'll get into the NBA. And then we'll get into Kirby Puckett here. It's all good for the Caps right now. If they put this thing away, it cements Alex Ovechkin as one of arguably the top 10, top 15 players of all time. One of the, He's already one of the greatest goal scorers. I mean, outside of Mike Bossy and the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Um, arguably, nobody has done it better in terms of scoring and generating goals. Um, yes, I know there's Mario Lemieux. I know there's Sid Crosby out there and there's... You know, Mike McDonald back in the day. Um, but 
grade eight is something else, man. So props to Washington. Uh, it looks like they will win. I mean, obviously, but hey, little roll of the dice, a little lady luck. Luck be a lady tonight, man. Who knows? Maybe Vegas can find a way, but uh, their phenomenal goaltender Flurry is going to have to really kind of wake up and, and you know stop giving up these soft goals. And I just, I just, I don't know. I think maybe the sands of the hourglass have have kind of wound down on on Vegas this phenomenal season that they have had. So here's what I want to see if Vegas does lose and as we go into next year. And let's say they are not as successful as they are this year. I mean, and that's probably safe to say what's going to happen. Uh, real hard for an expansion team, obviously, to make the, the finals in their first year, but to come back and do it in their second year as well might be asking a bit much. But if they do suffer a letdown, I hope the Vegas fans are still into it, still buy into it, and really jump on board and make this their own thing. Because here's the thing. You got the hockey team. You got the Raiders coming into town as well. And Vegas is a destination resort. So all of these teams that you play as the Vegas home team, you got to realize you're going to be having huge contingents of visiting fans coming out because it's Vegas. And especially if a hockey team, obviously football plays on, on Sundays for the most part. But if you know your hockey team's playing on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and you can make a weekend out of it, everybody's going to jet down to Vegas. So that's the other thing. So that's why I'm saying I hope the Vegas fans really jump on board and really grab hold and, and stick with it and don't do the bandwagon thing and really make this franchise their own. Uh, the, the ownership, the front office has really done a phenomenal job in year one. And I hope that they can really keep it going. The The locals down there need a team to call their own and, you know, with the Raiders coming as well, man, it might be all good as well. Cedric, how do you feel about your Raiders going over to the LV? Um, Cedric, like I said, huge Raiders fan. How do you feel about the Raiders jetting over to Vegas? I, You know, I'd imagine Vegas is only three, three and a half hours from L.A. You got a lot of Raider fans still left down in the L.A. area. All of Southern Cal. You know, I think you're going to have a lot of California Raider fans, ironically, in the house in Vegas as well. Again, making those long weekends of it. And, you know, like I said, I've made that drive before. It is nothing at all to to jet over from, you know, L.A. over to Vegas. So who knows, man? Who knows? So that's what's going on with the NHL. Good luck. See what happens there. The White Sox killing our Minnesota Twins in the second game of the doubleheader. Twins won the first one. White Sox are up 6-2 here in the nightcap at Target Field. Beautiful night for baseball. I'm on the deck or the patio here at the Executive Mansion. Lining Kugels, I know they are no official sponsor, but let me sponsor them. Uh, Ironically, the brewery in Wisconsin is the Gov's favorite brewery. This Shandy series is out of sight, man. The orange Shandy, the summer Shandy, the watermelon Shandy. Um, no racial puns intended, but that I really love that one. Um, and of course, just, you know, Liney's, um, 
a lot of their beers are just just the ish, as you know what I mean. So, um, Cedric says he's good with it. They weren't getting a stadium deal in Oakland. That is very true. San Francisco had to go down the road to Santa Clara. I, I, you know, uh, Cedric, I was really hoping your team would find a way to stay in Oakland. You know, I, the last Super Bowl I saw my Vikings in as a child when Oakland, you know, killed them in uh, 77. So for me, they're always, in a sense, going to be the Oakland Raiders. But, you know, if Vegas is going to build the stadium, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens down there. So uh, Bama boy, it, like I said, he was first in the mix tonight. Big Mike and Ian Prairie. Amy has a question. Amy out there in um, Circle Pines. And she has a question on, what do we got here? Oops, screen froze up. Pardon. Ah, okay, she has an NBA question. What up, Gov? So what do you think about the refs in this NBA final series? Uh, it She has on here, hashtag conspiracy theorist. So she's buying in. Um, second one says here, uh, I think it's all set up and it sucks. Give me a moment to jump back on that there. Um, young lady, and I, and I definitely will. I want to welcome Big Ben from the BS3 Sports and Music Show out of Dallas, Texas. As he says, Vegas Raiders is crazy to say out loud, but it's happening, Holmes. It, it is happening. I can't believe it either, but I, I think Vegas, I think also, too, this might be a, um, you know, a, a two-sport town, as I like to say. Um, two-sport town. I think football and hockey, even though they're kind of the same season, hockey goes longer, but I don't see them doing like three sports, you know, whether it's baseball. Obviously, baseball in the summertime in Vegas is very hot, so you're, in a sense, saying they'd probably have to build some type of uh, dome or uh, indoor retractable roof baseball stadium, and I do not see that happening down there in Vegas. Um Took enough for him to get this Raider deal through. Uh, they got the hockey team, which is obviously is having phenomenal success. So we will see. We will see. All right, what else we got going on here? Donald Trump. Um, I'm sure you all heard it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. You know, I'm really just going to speak from my heart here. Um, I got nothing written down. I don't care about politics. I'm not trying to win hearts. I'm not trying to get people for or against me, but this is just how I feel. I just wish the president would worry about being the president. And, you know, just really, you know, I, I was listening to this political show and it was on po the, the POTUS channel. If anybody out there has XM satellite radio. Uh, politics of the United States. And I forgot the, the name of the show, but they had a young lady on, and I will get her name here, but she was, I think, a Ted Cruz campaign worker, and she was just written a book called Gaslighting America, How We Love Trump, 
when he lies to us or something like that. Now, that sounds like a weird title, but what she means by that is, well, the liberals like when he lies because he gives them political ammunition. Uh, conservatives like when he lies because, you know, they're just buying into him and all this. And she calls that gaslighting. The Trump campaign gaslit her by putting false stories out that she was having an affair with Senator Cruz and whatnot. And how this gaslighting and spreading these uh, fake rumors just takes hold in today's society. But, you know, the thing is, man, I really wish he would just focus on being president to sit here and to keep making these jabs at people and to, and to keep just going at this issue. Um, you know, the, hey, the NFL stepped in it. We talked about that. You know, a, a, a real goofy ruling in terms of, okay, well, if you want to stay in there, if you want to stay in the locker room, you can do that. But if you're out on the field, you have to stand. And I know because I hear from a lot of people that disagree with me, and that's cool. I don't, I don't mind talking and talking with people that disagree with me. As long as you're cool with me. Because I'm not belligerent when I talk to people I disagree with, so I just expect the, the same. And I've talked to a lot of my conservative friends because obviously a lot of my conservative friends take the opposing point of view. And what people got to do is read. Because, you know, what Trump has said is just not true on this. And for him to kind of just keep going at these players... Remember, you know, back in the football season, he referred to them as sons of bitches, get out the country, this, this, and that. I mean, what is this? What is this? And I know, I get it, and I get, you know, like I said, you know, the other side, well, you know, you can't, you know, I can't go to work and, and do this, this, and that. But what we got to do is just good people, and what I would like to see us do is just good people. Just come together over things that are wrong and stop trying to make political points with them. You know, I mean, the NFL bought in for $5 million, you know, the, the, the military gave them $5 million back in 2009, I think it was. Players weren't even on the field before then for the national anthem, if I remember correctly. So, you know, that's how I feel, man. I just, I, I was just really, really tired, really, really just irritated. And it's not about who's right, who's wrong. Here's what it's about. It's about doing what's right. And trying to, you know, bridge some of these gaps, man. And I know conservatives, oh, liberals do this. And I get all that. That's, that's talk for another day, man. Talk for another show. I'm not getting all deep into the woods on the politics of it tonight, but it would be nice to have a president be a president and look to bridge some gaps, build some bridges, but instead going out there and just, you know, just poking the bear and throwing out these incendiary comments 
And that's what it is. So, all right, enough on that. Um, also, remember too, you know, as someone who is into politics, and I, I talked about this on the Barbershop show a little bit before my show tonight, Republicans and Trump, this to them is a winning issue. It riles up the base for the, for the president. It gets his supporters going. And there are a lot of them. Don't, don't be misled. There are a lot of them. So this is not going anywhere anytime soon, this whole topic, because you know, obviously, there are going to be players that kneel once the football season starts. Um, how Again, how the team, how the league and everything else handles that remains to be seen. We know what they said, but we're really going to see the the rubber hit the road here when it happens. Um, June 8th, Prince Night at Target Field for the Minnesota Twins, getting those funky Prince hats. So June 8th, Twins fans, if you're uh, in town, make sure you check out the Minnesota Twins. Head on down to Target Field for Prince Night. Fireworks, music, remembrances of the Purple One. All right, folks, so let's do this. Uh, Let's get into our first break here. When we come back, we're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk Kirby Puckett, the rise and fall of a Minnesota legend and destroyer of Bama Boys, Atlanta Braves. So I am Vince Wright. Again, I thank you guys very much for joining us as I'm getting our board set up here. This is Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Thank you for keeping it tuned, and we will be whoops, right back. Hopefully. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and hear gentlemen. me and hear me good. good. If, you, if you like sports, if you like sports, then you like the wait a minute show. If you like co- co- comedy, co- co- comedy, then you like the wait a minute show. A minute if you show. like a different opinion coming from a different coming angle, a different then you like the wait a minute show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host Jelani JB Bodie, JB and of course my man Lopan on the Wait a Minute Show. Ain't that right, low pan? This is a podcast. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, chilling with Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker. Jets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, my main man's got it covered. And plus, he's from New York, y'all. Start spreading the news. I'm Yo, this is your boy. Kicking it with KC Show. And when I want to jam on a Sunday evening, I'm kicking back with my man, Mandelion. Listening to some jams and also engaging topics. Be sure to tune in. X-Squad Affiliates. X-Squad As frequently as possible. Then, as it becomes easier for you, play the record once a day or as needed.
Get a rhyme acapella. They had the rhythm and I had the rhyme. So then ahead of that one more time. It worked out and then they worked it in. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again.
It's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Good evening, everybody. Vince Wright, sports governor. Coming to you live from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. On a pitcher, I do mean a pitcher perfect night in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, baby. I, I mean, I look, I cannot get over how nice the weather can be in this part of the country when it finally gets past that winter. And I mean, this, yeah, if it was, you know, like we say, if it was like this, nobody'd ever want to leave the great state of Minnesota. But it ain't always like this. But hey, while it's here, I am not complaining. I'm coming to you from the patio. So if you hear the birds chirping, if you hear over across the fences there, uh, some of the Gov's neighbors having a good time. Looks like we got a couple of bonfires going with some neighbors. The kids are out on Vince Wright Way, running up and down the street, having a good time. Miss Mocha Bella has joined us in the Spreaker.com chat room. 
I want to say what up to Mocha Bella, the queen of the 305. And thank you for joining us, um, you lovely young lady, you. RC joining us from Duluth, Minnesota as well. Um, we're over there talking about when uh, Living Color was playing, Cult of Personality, being that being CM Punk's old wrestling intro. And I was saying, man, before I get into the my last takes on the NBA and we get into the Kirby Puckett stuff, I got a lot of Kirby Puckett sound that I'd like to share before we get out of here tonight. Um... I might wind up getting the WWE channel or streaming server, whatever it is. I see it's on my fire stick. It's only 10 bucks a month. And to have access to, especially growing up, if you grew up in Minnesota, I mean, this is AWA country. This was Vern Gagne, former gopher legend, wrestler, football player, you know, best friends with Bud Grant, all these people. This is AWA territory. And I was a huge wrestling fan, geek kid growing up. Every Saturday and Sunday, wrestling. When I went back and stayed in Chicago for the summers growing up as a kid, I'd go stay back at Grandma's in Chi-Town. Every Saturday, Sunday, wrestling. And, um, you know, so we grew up, this is the AWA territory. We did occasionally get some looks from like, you know, the... The original WCW uh, and a couple other places, but for the most part, you know, uh, you know, some of the, you know, we got Hulk Hogan right before he broke, so we had Hogan up here, Jesse the Body, Ventura, him and Adrian Adonis, the East West Connection, the High Flyers, Greg Gagne, Jim Bronzel, Shawn Michaels, the Rockers, Marty Jannetty, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Uh, that was towards the end of the AWA run, but I mean, you know, all the all the wrestlers traveled amongst the different territories. So you know, we the, all the wrestlers that you guys saw, we got through at some point up here, for the most part. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was thinking about doing that, so I might I might check that out. Mocha saying good up or good evening to everybody. We have Janet in Minnetonka checking in with us here on uh, the Twitterverse as well. She says, you're damn right, Gov. I grew up watching the AWA every Sunday morning, Channel 9. Remember the intro like it was like it was yesterday. Yeah. So do I. So do I. Togo Broadcasting in the house. Team Broadcasting Togo coming through the northern regions here a few days ago. Good to have you back home in the... Uh, upper north there, my friend. Thanks for checking in with us. RC says Ric Flair started in the AWA. Yes, he did. Again, local Minneapolis kid, Edina, Minnesota, former gopher for a quick minute. So, yeah, let me just finish up here. And um, if you want, keep the wrestling chat talking. We can always come back to it. But I just wanted to finish up on the NBA with two topics here. So, Obviously, Golden State seems to be doing it. Um, they're up. Couple things: the refs. Now everybody has been bitching about these refs. Uh, the turned call, which I I don't know. I mean, a lot of people said technically it was the right call, but I really worry about this 
you know, the, the human element and all this other stuff, man. But just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I really don't care who wins, you know, Cleveland or Golden State, but we're getting some really kind of dangerous uh, territory when you start making these calls and overturning. Just, I don't know. I, I really didn't feel good with what happened there in that game. Um, so the refs, and, and it always seems like with the refs too, and Togo, I see your comment there. I'll read that in just a second in our Spreaker.com chat room here on Sports Done Right. Vince Wright, the sports governor, your humble host, coming to you from the Twin Cities. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just it makes you wonder because calls seem to just happen at these wrong times that overturn games, and I don't know. That's something that things are really going to have to be addressed the way these refs handle themselves and call these games. The second is LeBron. Now, he has, and we were talking about this a little earlier, me and RC in the chat room. He has outs either way because I think he's gone either way if he wins or if he loses. We talked about this on my last show a couple weeks ago. If he loses, he's like, look, Cleveland, I brought you. I brought the city. I brought the state. I brought the region, the championship in, in professional sports that you've been craving. I mean, outside of Cleveland somehow winning a Super Bowl, I mean, this was it. So I brought the city a championship. Cleveland Indians came close against my Chicago Cubs, but I'm the one who did it. And for that, he gets a pass. Deservedly so. So there's this out right there, because if he leaves this time, say they lose this series and he goes, okay, I'm out of here. Thank you, it's been real. Because we know his relationship with Dan Gilbert, the owner, is not the best. I mean, he even called it, you know, a, a, a week or so ago in the interview, a working relationship would not kind of give his endorsement uh, to the owner. He would not give him a, a heartfelt endorsement, it seemed like, to, to the Gov. And so that gave me another tip, too, that he could possibly be out of here because... Now that he's won the championship, he's like, look, Gilbert, I got you a ring. If we happen to get one this year, then, okay, do you come back and defend? Do you want to come back and defend? Because he is doing all the work. You know, some of those players, and I've heard this on other shows, and I, and I should have written them down because I really want to give them credit, but uh, it, what is it, LeBron and the, and the Cavaliers? Remember they used to call Michael and the Jordanaires? But the Jordanaires actually contributed. You remember times with Steve Kerr hitting game-winning shots. Remember the infamous post-game conference with Steve Kerr after he nailed that one shot? There's that Nike commercial where Jordan talks about why I missed 26 or whatever it was game-winning shots. So Steve Kerr goes, well, I remembered that commercial. And I said I didn't want, didn't want him to have a 27, so I decided to take the shot. Scotty Pippen. You know, there's times where all the role players played a role, for lack of a better term. B.J. Armstrong. Hell, Luke Longley. But none of that happened for Cleveland. 
Now, I get it. They were close to winning game one. Kevin Love, where are you? Kevin Love, you're an all-star caliber player, they tell us. I witnessed it firsthand here in Minnesota. I get it. I get it. Gov, I wasn't expected to do the things in Minnesota I'm expected to do. Okay, I get that. But you got talent, kid. Use it. Play some ball. Now, you had an okay game, but what I want to see from all-stars are all-star moments. I want to see them take over a moment or two. And uh, we, outside of LeBron, we have not been seeing that. And that's what bugs me about these Cavaliers. So, do they need new players? Yeah, I guess. But if LeBron ain't going to be there, who goes there? Who wants to go there minus LeBron? You have not missed the Kirby discussion. It's coming right up, RC. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'll end it there with, with LeBron. So let's just keep our eyes open. Uh, there are a lot of things. I got to stop saying, ah, uh, that is horrible radio etiquette. I've, I've tried to work on that. I apologize to you fine folks out there listening to the sports governor. So LeBron, we will see where he winds up. I don't think it will be the Lakers. No, it could be Houston, could be San Antonio. People called for, you know, him to go down there. Stay tuned. Okay, in our chat rooms, I want to read some of this chat tonight as well as we move on to the late, great Kirby Puckett. The greatest Minnesota twin of them all. Team broadcasting in our chat room here on the Sports Done Right podcast out of Minnesota says, great article posted earlier, Gov. Kirby, I was wondering why I didn't see any pocket jerseys in the airport. Now I know. And we are going to talk about the rise and fall of Kirby Puckett. RC says, I missed the Kirby discussion, but I remember reading that article from Sports Illustrated. I'll add it to it is that all of our favorite athletes have skeletons in their closet, which I totally agree with. Um, Definitely. Y'all know I'm a huge fan, or I'm a huge Ali fan, but he had one flaw. He couldn't stay faithful to his second and third wives. Let's just say Wilt didn't have nothing on Ali when it came to picking up the ladies in the 70s. I had a friend um, who I am no longer in contact with. Uh, gorgeous uh, young lady and her, her mother. And she, we were over at her apartment. We were partying one night. And she said, hey, because she knew I was a boxing fan. So she goes, hey, Vince, I got something to show you. I got a picture I want you to see. And she comes back with this big, huge, you know, family album. And I'll be damned if she didn't have a picture of her mom in bed. In bed with Muhammad Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Couldn't believe it. 
back to your corner. And proceeded to tell me a couple stories that her mom told her. And and there's a picture of her. And then there's another picture of her mom and about four other ladies in this big, huge bed, all wearing robes with Muhammad. And whoo. Anyway, the greatest. Continue to rest in peace, Kirby. The greatest. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Let's get to it, man. Kirby Puckett, the greatest twin of them all. In center field, number 34, Kirby Puckett. Gotta love him. On the field, nobody did it better in the Minnesota Twins uniform, man. Kirby, listen, as I'm uh, pulling up the stats here. Kirby Puckett, main man, obviously from the south side of Chicago. Went to Calumet High School for everybody down in Chi-Town. Remembers Calumet High, what up? Lived over in the Robert Taylor homes. And anybody that's been to the old Comiskey, or even where the new, I see, I keep calling it the new stadium. The stadium's been there for 25 years or so. Where the Sox are playing now. Right across the freeway from that L stop was the Robert Taylor Homes. And that was about 30 blocks of hardcore projects. Nobody, you, if you listen, you just stayed the hell away from the Robert Taylor Projects. That's all I knew. Didn't know anybody over there. Family didn't know anybody over there. Drift through, drove by it a couple times or drove by it a couple times. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yet, Kirby learns how to play baseball and comes out of there. And here's the thing. He actually went to work at the Ford Motor Company. Kirby Puckett was on the assembly line. But through the grace of God, I guess, he uh, was, there I go again, uh, he was offered a chance to attend Bradley University to play baseball. After a year there, he transferred to Triton College right outside of Chi-Town, which I re- if I remember correctly, is a JUCO, junior college. And despite being five foot eight, short, stocky, chubby, Minnesota Twins took him in the first round, third pick overall in the 1982 draft. Now, here's the thing. The career stats for Kirby, and we'll get into the career here, but the career stats, 318 batting average, had over 2,300 hits. Uh, uh, There we go again. He definitely would have reached 3,000 had he been able to finish his career as normally he would. 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ in 87 and 91. He was the ALCS most valuable player in that 91 series. Six-time Gold Glove winner, six-time Silver Slugger Award winner, Roberto Clemente Award, batting champion in 1989, the RBI leader in 1994. Twins have retired his number, and of course, he is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, what I remember, and again, a weird story, and I and I got to talk to my dad, but when we moved to the south side of Minneapolis, we lived in an apartment complex. My parents and myself, this is before my sister was born. And there was a short 
kind of bald, stocky brother in the swimming pool who was staying there. And I could have sworn that my dad or somebody was like, that guy says he plays for the twins and his name is Kirby and he's renting an apartment here. And this would be just when he got called up. I want to send a shout out on Sports Done Right to Clutch Talk Sports Radio. Big Kev in the house. Good to hear you as well, sir. So I, I, was, I always thought Kirby lived in our apartment complex when he first got here. But anyway, 84 is when the whole thing started to happen for the Minnesota Twins. Herbeck's in there. Gary Gaetti. The, the foundations of this Twins team is really now starting to take effect. Okay. And 84, though, the Twins didn't do well. We started to see some hope. We started to see some hope. And, you know, Tim Laudner was on that team. Old Twins favorite Bobby Castillo. (laughs) Old reliever Ron Davis. Frankie Sweet Music Viola was... See, starting to come together. And once they started shedding some of those other players, you know, you had, remember we had Mickey Hatcher, Jimmy Eisenreich, Tom Bernanski. And then all those role players, like I was talking about, Randy Bush, Greg Gagne. Good old Pat Putnam for you old Twins fans out there. But Kirby became the star, and when this when this Twins team finally started gelling, eighty six that right before eighty seven that World Series year, that's when he started to become a more of a power hitter as well. Started to go deep for a little bit. Started hitting more doubles in eighty six as well. Uh, Kirby had an average of three twenty eight. So when we got to nineteen eighty seven, which is the Twins' first World Series title. With a mediocre record too of eighty eight or excuse me eighty five and seventy seven, now when the twins they when they played Detroit in those playoffs in eighty seven eh, i you know i I just remember these are the mighty Detroit Tigers. Morris, uh, you know, all these guys, Alec Trammell. And there's no way we can beat these guys. But the Twins found a way. And the Twins get past Detroit in the championship series. They go on, take on the St. Louis Cardinals. That year, Puckett battled, or excuse me, he uh, averaged 332, 28 home runs, 99 RBIs. Seven game series with the Cardinals. And man, let me tell you something. That was that was something. That was something. So got some sounders here. Have some fun here with Mr. Kirby Puckett. Here's um just a quick highlight of Kirby's career. Number 34, Kirby. 
was probably one of the most popular players in his home city of anybody in the modern history of the game. Well, you'd think they like this guy here. Provided that sort of intangible effervescence that made you want to watch him. <laughs> this little guy, this pudgy guy, this guy looked like maybe built like a beer keg. He had that short, squatty body, looked like a fire hydrant. He looked like a little bowling ball, but man, could he get everything done that needed to be done. Having that 5'8 body jump over fences and rob opposing players of the home runs. And he did that numerous times. Oh, my goodness. He had tremendous speed, great instincts, great power hitter. The deep right Tremendous home run by Kirby Bucket. You couldn't throw a ball by him. It could be high and it could be on the ground. There was not a pitch he couldn't hit. It doesn't matter if the pitch is low, high, inside or outside. He hits about anything. And he was Mr. Clutch at all times. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. See? Yep. My bad. Sounds back. Sounds back. Okay, so we were... Um, oh, sorry about the... Uh, okay, yep, we are back. Sorry about that snafu, guys. We were talking about Kirby coming back after the 87 World Series and actually where he catches fire and becomes the the superstar up there with your Cal Ripkins and and all the stars of the day in baseball Togo remembers um you know he actually in 1988 winds up hitting 356 with 24 home runs 121 RBIs finishes for the second year third in the MVP balloting and although the Twins actually won more games that year than they did in their championship year they finished in second place the um, 13 games behind the o- Oakland Athletics at the start of the Bash Brothers era. So Puckett won the AL batting title back in 1989. He batted 339. Uh, he finished first in hits that year, second in singles. And, you know, after being in the championship a couple years ago, the Twins actually finished 80 and 82 and wind up going or finishing in fifth place that year. 19 games behind Oakland and 
it just continued from there. You know, obviously he's Kirby Puckett. He played well, but the Twins struggled. And um, he actually had a down season in 1990. He batted only, yeah, if you can call batting 298 for Kirby Puckett, is definitely a down season. Most players would take that in a heartbeat. But when you're a legend like Kirby Puckett, and speaking of the legend of Kirby Puckett, you know, you remember the old Chris Rock joke. I think in his, I can't remember if it was his first special where he goes, you got two people, two black people in Minnesota, Prince and Kirby Puckett. Well, for a while, Kirby Puckett rivaled Prince in popularity. If Prince, Prince was from Minneapolis, if he had not been, Kirby was the man. And people just revered Kirby Puckett. He was our Michael Jordan. He's on his national shows. He's at national commercials, sports center. He's everywhere. And Kirby lived here. He didn't go take off during the off season. He stayed in Edina, Minnesota. That's where he moved and lived. Raised money here locally. Had an endowment at the University of Minnesota. At the, um, at the hospitals over there. And with that popularity, the Twins fans and Minnesota fans just fell in love with this dude. And actually, Kirby appeared on David Letterman. I went deep to find this sound, but check this out. This was Kirby Puckett on the David Letterman show. Listen to the crowd chanting Kirby, the popularity of this guy. Everybody loves Curbs. Our next guest just might be the most popular athlete in Minnesota. In 12 years with the Twins, he was a 10-time All-Star and helped lead his team to two World Series championships. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirby Puckett. Kirby! to admire about you and your career, but I think one of the most impressive things is that now, when a guy plays baseball, he'll play half a season one team, then switch teams, switch leagues. You know, you can't keep track. A team is only like a uniform. That's all it is. You stayed uh, with the Twins. You had a chance to go elsewhere, didn't you? At one point, you could have gone to Boston. Yeah, I had a chance to go, David. How close were you going to Boston? About this close. Really? <laughs> Very close. And what changed your mind? Well, uh, I had dinner with uh, Carl Polat, Tanya and I, my wife Tanya, and uh, Went over there and we had dinner and, uh, and we got our bellies full and we discussed negotiations. And the next day, I signed a five-year contract and uh, I was a twin for the rest of my career. There so. you go. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Glad you signed the signed the contract, Kirby, because he, you, what Kirby did after that 87, because again, remember, the cities had not seen a championship. Not since the, the Minneapolis Lakers. And I remember going to the parade. I remember just the hundreds of thousands of people, just like all you other cities see today, you know, the Philadelphias and everybody that's won championships. But that was the first time in Minnesota, and definitely the first time for our generation. And I mean, when schools canceled in the whole region, the whole state, and it's literally like you're one big happy family 
Boy, we wish that could be true today. But I mean, it was just insane. And again, we had never seen this. We had never experienced that. Four Super Bowls, four losses with the Vikes. And all of a sudden, here we are. Champions. So, one of the things too, as we get to the 91 season with Curbs. You know, and by the time the Twins, they go from worst to first. No team had done that. To go from worst to actually winning the title. Puckett batted 319 in 1990, or excuse me, yep, 1991. We finally take down the mighty Oakland juggernaut for the division title. We take down the mighty Blue Jays. Again, remember, that was when the Blue Jays were in their heyday. And all Kirby does is bat 429, two home runs, five RBIs in the championship series. Now, back then, on an ESPN poll, the 1991 World Series was actually ranked as the best ever played. And this comes from the the Wikipedia page. With four games decided on the final pitch, three games going into extra innings, the Twins and their opponents, the Atlanta Braves, had each finished last in their respective divisions the year before, winning the league pennant, something that has never happened before. And I'll just continue very quickly. Game six, Twins trailed three games to two. Puckett gave the Twins an early lead. Getting a very timely triple, bringing in a fan favorite, Chuck Knobloch, who they ran out of Minnesota. (laughs) Also, the infamous catch on the old plexiglass there in center or left center field back at the old Metrodome. Robbing Rob Gant. And Rob Gant got robbed not only that, but with the Kent Herbeck play. Rob Gant... Probably not remembering 1991, that World Series too fondly. And then, bottom of the 11th, Kirby steps to the plate and Jack Buck makes for us Minnesota fans one of the greatest sports calls ever. Game 6, 11th inning. Into deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you You know what? I just got to hear that one more time. Into deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. How that Metrodome stayed afloat, I will never know. They stayed up after that home run. Kirby Puckett giving the Twins one last chance. Got them to game seven. Twins obviously go on to win. Sorry, Bama boy. It is what it is. A former twin who had something to say on Kirby Puckett as well and what he meant to him growing up and getting started in baseball was former twin, future Baseball Hall of Famer, David Big Poppy Ortiz. For those that don't know, 
Big Poppy actually started his career as a Minnesota Twin. Was not the player, the, the power hitter that he became known as out there in Boston winning championships. But let's take a listen to what Big Poppy had to say on his hero, Kirby Puckett. Kirby Pocket, man. Kirby was, was, it, everything happened like accidentally because uh, when I was like nine, nine, ten years old, something like that, I really didn't sit down to watch baseball. Baseball was, to me, it was super boring to watch it on TV. Like I sit down and watch a baseball game right now, and it's not because I'm a baseball player, but it's fun to watch a baseball game on TV. There's a lot of things going on. Back then, it was like it's kind of old-looking guy on TV trying to get somebody else, somebody trying to hit the glasses, the beer, you know. It was, I don't think it was much fun, so I had no patience to sit down and watch baseball games. But my dad, you know, he, he kind of like, uh, uh, he kind of obligated me to sit down to watch the baseball game, and it was a series in between the Braves and, 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 uh, and the Minnesota Twins when Kirby made that. Unbelievable catch, he's in the field, and then he ended up going, uh, going deep. So since that time, Kirby was like my favorite player of all time, and and I had the opportunity to get to meet him. I got to I got the opportunity to come to the big league with the Minnesota Twins, the team that he played for his whole career, and 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 I had also the opportunity to have a relationship with with Kirby. You know, Kirby was like a mentor, a dad, a big brother to me, everything. Yeah, he wasn't playing anymore at the time, but he was work, working on the front office, so he was around all the time. So, so Kirby was was the best thing that ever happened to me during my career. So, and there you have it from Big Poppy, David Ortiz, man. RC in our chat room, Spreaker.com chat room. Again, if you do want to call in, we're going to take one more break here shortly and then wrap up the show, get into a little Tasty Talk Tuesday. Dave Winfield was another Minnesota legend, one of the greatest all-around athletes of all time. He could have played pro football, basketball, but chose baseball. His Winfield Foundation in Minnesota allowed kids to travel from all parts of Minnesota to see him play every year at the Metrodome when he played for the New York Yankees. Ironically, I have a great Dave Winfield story. One of my favorite players as a kid growing up. I had cousins in San Diego, and I went out there a couple times, a couple different summers, and got to see Dave Winfield play as a San Diego Padre where his legend was built. And the the one thing, the the second time I think it was that I saw him, two things happened. One, I became lost at the old, as it was called then, Jack Murphy Stadium what is it? Is it still Qualcomm now? Even though the Chargers don't play there anymore. So I, I actually became a lost child for about two innings. But it was also Dave Winfield night. And I loved it, man. They brought out uh, St. Paul Mayor George Latimer, who local folks remember as the mayor of St. Paul back then. They brought him out. They gave Dave all kinds of gifts. And I was just chilling and, and so happy, man, to see a kid from St. Paul, Minnesota, you know, get get the uh, the love he was getting. So, Dave Winfield, local legend, baseball Hall of Famer, member of the Three Thousand Hit Club, and yeah, I mean, and was a producer everywhere he played as well. And don't forget winning rings in Toronto with Paul Molitor, the current Twins manager. So, much love for Dave Winfield. 
Clutch Talk Sports Radio says, love it. One of the most iconic calls in baseball history. RC in the chat room again says, I was one of those kids. Got to see him play several times. Met him too. That is awesome. Okay, so towards, you know, the Twins win the second championship. Obviously, Kirby is, I mean, he is the man. It is not often that you can say about outside of the Minnesota Lynx, ladies, of our sports hero, this guy who dominates the sport that he plays, plays in Minnesota. He is now a two-time world champion. He is on top of the world. He is as popular as anybody in Minnesota. And when it, be, when it comes to the cool black folks in Minnesota and you go and there's the, the mini Mount Rushmore, there's four faces on there. There is the sports governor in Minnesota. There is Prince. There is Ronald Cameron, RC. And then there is Kirby Puckett. The four brothers, the four foundational brothers of the the Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, God's country, as I like to call it. That's right, RC. You're on the you're on the Mount Rushmore. And we saw all the philanthropy. We saw the like I mentioned earlier, the foundation at the stop. <laughs> RC says stop, laugh out loud. But I mean, it all seemed perfect. His wife, Tanya, always by his side. Uh, Apparently, she was the one really, ultimately, we find out as we are starting to head now into the article here, when we come back from break, as we finish the show, (laughs) uh, you know, she was the one that was kind of running things. She was the one running the foundations, making the appointments, running the days and days of it. And... Well, we'll get into the, the, the relationship side between the pockets when we get back from break. And then Kirby gets hit in the face by the Dennis Martinez pitch. He actually, you know, the season ends, comes back the following spring break. He was actually, if I remember correctly, he was having a pretty decent spring break. And then that morning he woke up with a dot. In his eye, he had the blurry vision in the right eye, which turned out to be the glaucoma. And Kirby Puckett was a retired baseball player, just like that. In the the true height of his career, like I said, he definitely would have reached the 3,000 hit club. And it was over. It was over, so... Uh, one thing we will do here, we'll play one more quick cut from Kirby, from the David Letterman show, Kirby doing the top 10 list. And then we're going to get into our last break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the rise and fall article and talk about what happened with Kirby, his wife, his mistresses, as other athletes, people who covered up for him, people who arranged the, the tryst. And how that affected Kirby and how he actually looked at some of the fans of Minnesota as well. So we will be right back. Keep it tuned here. Sports done right. Follow me, Vince Wright, the sports governor, on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. 
Make sure you're following our show on Spreaker.com, xsquadaffiliates.com as well. And also make sure you're checking us out on Facebook, Sports Done Right page. All right, here's Kirby, and we'll be right back. a real thrill. That that made you tingle a little bit. <laughs> All right, uh, the category tonight of the top ten list, by the way, from the home office in Edina. <laughs> category tonight, top ten ways to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett. <laughs> top ten ways now to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett. Here we go. Number ten. Kirby Pickett. Number nine, Creepy Pockets. <laughs> Number eight, Bernie Crumpet. Uh-huh, sure. Number seven, Turkey Bucket. Uh-huh. Number six, Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Someone with a name. Yeah, Carlos. I forget what it was, though. All right. Uh, now, back to uh, top ten ways to mispronounce Kirby Puckett. Number five. The Puckett formerly known as Kirby. Yeah. Number four. Punky Brewster. Yeah. Number three. Ken Herbeck. Yeah. Number two, there once was a man from Nantucket who curbed his own bucket. Curbed his very own bucket. Actually, curbed his And the number one way to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett, Ingle Puck Kirby Dink. There you go. Diablo, the williest, what? bitches be the silliest, the more I smoke, the smaller the silly gets, 
room 112, where the players dwell, and stats for cast and Burp Adele. Inhale, make you feel good like Tony, Tony, Tony. Pick up in your middle like Moni. Yeah. She don't know me, but she's setting up to blow me. Yeah. She try to style, sliding off with a homie. Yeah. Escada, Don Gata, player, stay splurging. Game so tight, they call it virgin. Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, 
let's get back to the show. What up? Sports Governor Vince Wright. Sports Done Right. Bringing you home. The home stretch of tonight's show. All you sports zombies out there, talk to me. That's right, Vince Wright, the sports governor. Sports done right, coming to you live and direct once again from the spectacular Gov's executive mansion, somewhere overlooking one of the fine lakes of the Minnesota Twin Cities metro region, great state of Minnesota. Sports done right. Team Broadcasting Togo says Wisconsin is God's country. Boy, don't, uh, don't, uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. It's funny. My dad would always say, boy, there's one thing about Wisconsin. Good cheese and good beer, and that's it. Boy, there's two good things about West Wis you got oh, excuse me, Wisconsin. Cheese and the beer. And I'm not trying to be funny. I love their cheddar cheese. And you hear me, I am an outspoken advocate for Lining Cool's beer, the brewery, the Liney Lodge. If you're ever in Chippewa Falls, a nice little town, I gotta give them props. But that's where it ends. When it comes to their sports teams, they all suck. All right, so let's finish up tonight's show. And again, we're remembering the late great greatest twin of them all, Kirby Puckett. In the first segment, we went over the career, the good times. Uh, the, we had all the fun sounders, the interviews, the David Letterman appearances. And then it starts to all kind of unravel. I went and looked for sound and tried to see if there was interviews or anything regarding the Rise and Fall article, which appeared in 2003 back in Sports Illustrated. So I could not find anything really relating to that. So what I'm going to do is I'm just literally going to read from the article. The rise and fall of Kirby Puckett, the media and the fans in Minnesota turned the Twins Hall of Famer into a paragon of every virtue, and that made his human flaws, when they came to light, all the more shocking. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, as this article picks up here, This is the third paragraph in. Oh, let me get, who's the, got to do it right here. Because I think this was a Frank DeFord article. Says George Dorman here. So again, I'm going to start with the third paragraph in and we'll just kind of jump around and we'll, in the show here but third one third paragraph starts maybe all this stuff was a burden 
especially after he woke up one bright spring morning in 1996 and thought he slept funny on one eye. Only it was glaucoma, and so never again could the puck stand in against horse hides flung 90 to 95 miles per hour. Just like that, no warning, he had to hang it up. Then he wasn't a baseball player anymore, let alone a whale of one. Then he was just back to being the fat little Kirby Puckett. Of course, this meant being able to spend more time with his mistress of many years, who nobody seems to have known existed. But Kirby was, of course, an ideal family man, even though, truth be told, he wasn't even an ideal scoundrel because he also had cheated on his mistress many years with a passel of other sad and lonely women. And you thought the fans were duped. She was so shocked at his perfidy, I hope I pronounced that correctly, the mistress of many years, that she actually began to seek comfort and commiseration with Puckett's wife. So here we go. The mistress decided that it had to be one of two things. Either it was almost like he wanted to see what he could get away with or he wanted to get caught. Finally, Puckett found the limits of either an archived or wind last September 6th in a suburban bar restaurant called the Redstone American Grill. Again, remember this story was written back in 2003, guys. He allegedly pulled the woman into a men's room She says it was against her will, and so was what followed. And that was really, and I'm diverging from the book here, that was the incident that really started waking people up. Now, Minneapolis and St. Paul are wonderful hometowns, friendly and progressive, even urbane for their size. But to fans in all of the less glamorous big league metropolises, it means a great deal when their players actually certify them by staying year-round. And remember how I told you Kirby actually lived here. From Escott Fitzgerald to the Andrews sisters, people from the Twin Cities have tended to become famous only after they've left the Twin Cities behind. In so many places like Minneapolis and St. Paul, there are no stars in residence. The likes of television weathermen are promoted to celebrity. Good God, in Minnesota, they gave a professional wrestler the whole state just because he wanted to grace it with his fame. Obviously, referring to Ventura. Besides, in a nation-tilting sunbelt, Minnesota might also fight that nasty strain of burr. Athletes are romantic idols, it continues to say, worshipped by innocent children, stunned adults, but the more barriers that keep them at arm's length, understanding that they are, are theirs only by uniform, just highly paid drummers passing through. So when Kirby Puckett married a beautiful local girl, Tanya Hudson, Tanya Puckett, And stayed in the Twin Cities. And I'm paraphrasing here from the article. This is, yeah, as (laughs) R.C. says, this is where it starts getting real ugly. So I'm just skipping ahead. So Puckett says, Perkett was stirred by the mass affection. This is a quote from Kirby Puckett. 
Everything I do now, the fans give me a standing ovation, he said. How could I be anything but overwhelmed? He lived up to his end of the romantic bargain, too, by signing another Minnesota Twins contract, the terms of which, though a bountiful $30 million over five years, which was a crap load back then, was obviously less than what he could have took, as it says here, in sexier, more affluent markets. Soon, a grateful Kirby and Tanya increased their um, influence, in a sense, by giving that endowment to the University of Minnesota. Former Mayor Sharon Sales, Sales Belton of Minneapolis says he was so personable and so much a part of the community fabric. He was Kirby, the baseball icon, and Kirby, the person. Even when he had to leave baseball, people went the extra mile to let him know that they still cared. The, to the Twin Cities on the Mississippi, Kirby was not only a 318 lifetime hitter, he was also a paragon. Now, of course, on the far side of the millennium, Sales Belton says, people are hurting. It's sad for the fans. It's very sad. Everyone is hurting. So let's get into what was going down here. Tanya Puckett says she didn't know. She was only 20 when Kirby first met her or, or took her out here. He was in his second season with the team, but was already fast becoming a star and everybody's pet. The very first night he told Tanya he was going to marry her. She wasn't that guileless. She could recognize a line when she heard one. But only two weeks later, Kirby sat down with her father and, in that old-fashioned way, told Mr. Hudson that he wanted to marry his daughter and care for her. Not long after, Tanya and Kirby were engaged and they were wed on November 1st, 1986. Not seven weeks later, on the evening of December 23rd, Laura Nygren picked up the phone in her apartment to hear Puckett tell her that he wanted to see her that night. She says he groused, why the hell did I marry that bitch? Now Puckett had met Nygren a couple years before at a nightclub where she was checking coats that evening. She is short and blonde, a single parent in her 40s now. Again, remember this is written in 2003. Shortly after they met, they began a romance that lasted until, incredibly, she went to his bachelor party and gave him a good luck, goodbye kiss. But their affair resumed the night that he called her almost two months later, and it ended only when Nigren attained a temporary order of protection against Puckett last March. Meanwhile, oblivious to Kirby's infidelity, Tanya became the most adoring and supportive of wives. She had not gone to college, and she and Kirby decided she would not go to work, so Tanya threw herself into the business of burnishing his image. It was thrilling enough just to be Mrs. Kirby Puckett, as she quoted, or as she is quoted as saying, I was one of those wives who went to every single game. People began to know who you are. They'd see me right alongside Kirby. It was very exciting. It was a lot of fun times. She says she loved Kirby. She gave up everything for him. You know, it's a usual story. We've heard it before. What up to Kesey Ingram out there, by the way? Thank you, Mr. Morehouse man. Appreciate you stopping by here. So we, we see it all the time. The rise of an athlete, the hero worship that I was a part of as well. I, Kirby's, like I said, my favorite player. But then it starts getting really out of hand. 
The Puckett's marriage, however, was not idyllic, even if Tanya was unaware of Laura Nigren and Kirby's many other women. But the problems did not seem large at first, and anyway, the Puckett's kept their troubles to themselves. People would only see what Kirby and I wanted them to see, Tanya explains. They could not convince, or excuse me, Puckett's could not conceive a child, so after four years of marriage, they adopted a daughter, Catherine, and two years later after that, they adopted a son and named him Kirby Puckett Jr., the all-African-American family was complete. Kirby made millions, and Tanya concentrated on charity work, notably on their most favored foundation, Children's Heart Link, which helps indigent children with health problems. They moved to Edina. Everything's grand. Edina, Tony suburb here in, in the Minneapolis area. And then all of a sudden, after the divorce, she reminisces on Kirby, and this is what Tanya Puckett says. In the article, it says, uh, she is her own woman now, grown up and come to grips. Quote, Kirby was losing it a lot, and I realized he was not the person I thought he was, she says. Indeed, none of the terrible stress of last year is visible upon her face. The article says she looks great for 37 years old at the time. And she says, three things can make life whole again, referring to being divorced, love, God, and hard work. She does not want to hate the man with whom she made a life, though. When she told the children about their father's arrest, she said, daddy was at a restaurant and there was a woman there who doesn't like your dad. She said some things about your dad that are not very nice. Your dad says he didn't do anything and she doesn't have a reason not to like him, but she doesn't, or excuse me, she doesn't have a reason not to like him, but she does not, or she, excuse me, she doesn't like him. So daddy might have to go to trial and clear this all up. Then Tanya smiles and has a recollection about Kirby and then she talks about him and says this. Later in this article, Kirby never cared what people thought about him. I remember after we got married, one of the things he told me was, don't worry what other people think about you. That was scary. I knew that he dealt with situations much differently than anyone I had ever seen. He was not an emotional person and things that might bother the average person never bothered Kirby. So December 21st, 2001, Tanya called the Edina police on Kirby and said that Kirby Puckett over the phone had threatened to kill her. She also mentioned earlier abuses. Her husband was, she said, through the years, a violent man. Once, she said, he tried to strangle her with an electrical cord. Once he locked her in the basement. Another time when he was furious and she locked herself in a room, he used a power saw to cut through the door. Once he even put a gun cocked to Tanya's head as she quaked, clasping their little Catherine in her arms. But still she stayed with him. It was only years later when Tanya learned that he'd been unfaithful that she felt she had to leave Kirby. Different straws break the camel's back for different people. 
And Tanya says, quote, I was absolutely devastated. I loved Kirby so much. I didn't think I could live without him. Some of the most terrifying incidents that Tanya recalls took place in the pocket house in and around the summer of love. That was Kirby's special season, but the previous year had been the most enchanting baseball time ever in Minnesota. The Twins had finished in the cellar in 1990, but in 91, led by Puckett, the Twins became the first team in baseball history to go from last place to world champions. We talked about it earlier, just they went through the Blue Jays while Puckett was the series MVP and batted 429. Talked about the World Series, he becomes more beloved than ever. So... Tanya in the divorce is um, she's in a different place. I, I had there were actually rumors that for a while she was dating Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves. Allegedly, better say that to be safe. Uh, nobody really, I didn't really buy that one, but um, I think there was just a friendship there. Later in the article. Today, though, Tanya doesn't know whether Kirby was all genuine in giving what little he did of himself to her good works. She pauses for a long time before venturing. I guess, well, only Kirby has the answer to that. Only he can say if his heart was really in it. However, Nigren, the other woman, says that Puckett often spoke resentfully about having to visit children in order to bulwark his image. Quote, he always said how much he hated going to the hospital, Nigren says. He became more vocal about how much he hated it after he retired, but he always said he hated it. She says Puckett snapped back, I don't give a shit. It's just another kid who's sick. Even though Nigren, or excuse me, even though Nigren knew him so well by then, the virulent mean-spiritedness stunned her. She wanted to think the best of him, to think that his inability to play anymore must have made him bitter. But when she asked him if he missed the ballpark, he snapped at her again. F no. That part of my life is over. I don't care. Crazy. I mean, it was just nuts. Gets into the glaucoma. Because remember, at this time that this article was written, people, Kirby Puckett was still alive. So that's why we are not speaking of Kirby's passing in this article, because he was still alive during this report. So the incident at the Redstone American Grill restaurant, actually uh, one of my favorite restaurants when I'm over on the west side of town. Last September 5th, again, remember this was written in 2003, Puckett drove a few miles from Bloomington to Eden Prairie to the Redstone American Grill. He spent much of the evening at the bar in the company of an old friend, Minneapolis police officer Tony Adams. But at half past midnight, according to witness accounts, a woman in her 30s, identified only as KL, was standing near the restrooms when suddenly a stocky, bald black man in a blue shirt materialized at her side seized her left forearm and began to drag her into the men's room. K.L. grabbed at the door frame, sustaining bruises on her arm and ankle, as the man kept yanking her into the room. According to the police report, K.L. was pulled into the toilet stall, 
where the man touched one of her breasts. It was her belief, as she told 911 a few minutes later, that the man intended to rape her, but a girlfriend opened the door to the men's room and screamed. The man released his grip on KL as she fled back into the bar, looking, a patron said, terrified. Kirby's lawyers, or excuse me, she reportedly did not know who her assailant was, but when she pointed out the stocky, bald black man in the blue shirt, a bar employee identified him as Puckett, and he was subsequently charged with a felony, false imprisonment, and a misdemeanor, fifth-degree criminal assault. If convicted, Puckett probably faces up to a year in jail, plus fines and community service. Yeah, that. oh, you can't hear that dog. See, that's why I hate that dog. That's all she does is just bark uncontrollably, Mocha. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry you can hear that. We'll get that fixed here, but we're about to end the show anyway. So, um, And again, this article just goes on to point out that Kirby had a thing for young, younger, single moms, overweight women, women with low esteem of themselves. That was kind of who he allegedly preyed on. So again, this is called The Rise and Fall of Kirby Puckett. Make sure you read it. It's on the Sports Done Right Facebook page. If not, just Google. It's all you got to do. Because this is when what leads us to today. And as much as Kirby is still loved, as fondly as Kirby is remembered, this also does get brought up in the, in the story of Kirby Puckett. The, the greatest twin of all time, the greatest athlete in Minnesota history in terms of winning championships and producing. But once again, it just goes to show you that we know these guys as, as sports stars and heroes. We don't know them off the field in this case. And it's buyer beware. So Togo says, yeah, no jerseys in the airport. Well, in the Twins theme restaurant, at least. You, you know, Togo, it's not that, you know, people have banned jerseys up here with Kirby Puck. I mean, his number is, you know, hangs at Target Field. His statue is outside. People take pictures with the Kirby Puckett statue before every game. So it's it's not like it's, you know, his legacy has been totally wiped out here in Minnesota. But it was something, like I said, as I was talking with my friends and we started talking about this and talking about this case and how it did go from so good to so bad and Curry or Kirby kind of left and became a recluse because he was a paid member of the front office with the Twins. Granted, it was it was more of a figurehead job, uh, an ambassador type of job, but he still made a half a million dollars a year working as the VP of whatever, whatever, whatever. The Metrodome sat on, you know, today what is it, uh, Kirby? Pocket Place, 
And he is the greatest twin of them all. There are three superstar twins, Rock Carew, Kirby Puckett, and Harmon Killebrew. And Togo, you will definitely see lots of Kirby Puckett jerseys at Twins games and around town. So there, I know people that get them made all the time. But that I'll have to. I will definitely check out the Twins shop the next time I'm at a Twins game. It will be interesting to see if they do have Kirby Puckett merchandise for sale. So the rise and fall of the great one, Kirby Puckett. Thank you guys for listening. I kind of ran a little long tonight. Check out or check out Taste It Talk as we get started here on a fun Tuesday night. XSquadAffiliates.com. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Make sure you check out Spreaker.com. Follow us there. Follow us on Facebook at Sports Done Right. My Instagram page, hashtag Sports Done Right, or just search Sports Done Right. Thank you all for listening tonight. I really, really appreciate it. Kirby Puckett, rest in peace. A great man in many ways, but he was definitely a flawed man as well. The White Sox have just beat the Minnesota Twins at Target Field here in downtown Minneapolis. So the Twins lose one of the doubleheader today. They lose 6-3 in the second game. And we will see you tomorrow back at the ballpark there. Again, thank you guys for listening to Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Keep it tuned here. We'll be back next week. And we're working on some guests for upcoming shows as well um, to really make things a lot more fun here. So thank you again, folks. Have a good night. We are gone. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Sports Done Right.